0: Hello, Casting the Spotlight audience. Uh, In recent episodes, we kind of talked about, you know, bringing back some older segments, introducing new things, bringing back old guests, and bringing in new ones. So, as promised, this is kind of uh, bringing back an older segment that I tried to do a while back. It didn't necessarily take off. That was fully me to blame, as always. But we're giving it another shot. So... This is my Casting the Spotlight book review segment. I had one already uh, you can go check out. It was over Less Than Zero by Brett Easton Ellis. Great novel. If you haven't uh, read that before or heard of it, definitely check it out. Listen to the review. It is worth it. A little disclaimer again before today's. it's, It's another dark one. I'll be honest with you guys. It's not a... It's not a happy-go lucky tale, so. You know, I just want to kind of toss that out there before really getting into the nitty and gritty of it. If you don't really want to hear about the the dark pits of the seedy underworld of the country, then maybe this isn't for you. That's kind of my it's kind of what I find interesting in novels a lot of the time, though. Like I'm not that there's never a novel or movie or anything like that that I won't enjoy that's dark or that's not dark that's, you know positive and happy and has a good ending and the, the guy gets the girl, the prince and the princess, like, I, that's the thing like, I feel like that story's overplayed and overdone, you know everybody has that story so I like to hear the more truthful sides of the dark side of society and that's exactly what this novel is here today it is another day in paradise by the author eddie little uh you guys don't know much about the novel or the author eddie little is if there was an author for the rule book of the hard knocks of america eddie little should have been that author like He lived a tough life. Uh, At 10 years old, he started getting into drugs and sniffing glue and air dusters and things of that nature. Uh, He said that he got into grammar and writing because his dad was a teacher and abusive. And at a young age, he would hold his arm behind his back like in the uncle position and twist it up further and further every time they were, he would mispronounce a word, like when they were going over uh, pronunciations and stuff. So it got really drilled into him at a young age, and then he started to get more and more into writing. But it was probably for the worst, because coming from that kind of lifestyle and that home, it turned him into what he was, and that's kind of what this novel is about, is uh, the first time he was ever arrested, which was at 15 years old, it's a fictionalized version of the true tale, obviously, because all the names in it are fictionalized names. They're made up names, but they're probably all real people. Bobby, the main character, is obviously meant to be Eddie. But if you're not, you know, this is if this is a true book about crime, like you're probably not gonna put the real people's name in it, because you know you're trying to trying to save save people's identities a little bit, as much as you possibly can. But that's... This novel is basically just... It's your classic drug crime tale that basically at the beginning it shows you... You almost feel like it's romanticizing that lifestyle a little bit because they're they're getting big scores and they're staying in five-star hotels and they're getting room service and he's living the life. Especially... Based on where he was at the very beginning of the novel. At the very beginning of the novel when he was on his own. Because Eddie Little ran away at 12 years old. And from there I guess he was just a homeless kid. For a few years. And... uh, He was... By the time Mel, the main character, discovered him. They started getting him into bigger crimes. Because Mel was a crime guy already. 14 year old Bobby was... A uh, speed addict and a petty theft living on the streets. So Mel kind of took him in and started getting them bigger scores, and they started staying, you know, at these nice hotels and different things like that. Him and his girlfriend Rosie, Bobby's girlfriend Rosie, and Mel and his wife Sydney. They were all in it together. They were like, they were the team, you know? The team of criminals. But he gets like all that handed to him out of nowhere. Because he starts getting bigger scores, reeling in bigger money. Now he he goes from sleeping on benches on street corners. And trying to figure out where his next fix is going to come from. To getting fat dinners ordered through room service to his room. You know? everything turned around for him in a matter of an instant but with that also came a crippling heroin addiction because mel and sydney were into heroin so he kind of started laying off the speed because heroin was always around so he started always doing that and from there things just got darker so i had to get a drink but even through the heroin, like, you could tell him, and like, he was enjoying the heroin at first. Like, the way he was talking about it, like, every time he got a fix, it was, it blasted him to the moon. He was sitting there, just an unresponsive, drooling. He was, he was basically in euphoria at the beginning of him shooting up. And throughout it, it's... It's just less and less of a treat to him and more and more of a absolute necessity. And it gets to a point, you know, eventually in the novel where if he doesn't have it for a day, his body will start breaking down on him. He'll get sick, he'll start vomiting, he'll start get, break out into cold sweats, he'll go into convulsions, his muscles will lock up. It gets bad, bad, you know? And that's just kind of that's just the classic tale throughout the whole story. Because as heroin addiction gets worse, everything else gets worse. Things start getting darker throughout the novel. They have a drug deal that goes really bad, and they they get set up, and these guys are uh, trying to torture them and tie them up and rob them and beat them, and. He he finds an opening and sees an out and ends up killing the guys, but he shoots he shoots a guy in the face from point blank range at like fifteen years old. Clearly, that is going to mess you up badly. Uh, and he, yeah, he just he didn't really recover. I think from that point in the book, like he was still he was still Bobby, but he didn't have that twinkle at all in his eye anymore there was no there was no kid nature about him there was no excitement on knowing of the world he was kind of just going through it straight faced from then from then on throughout the novel you know cuz i mean i can't even imagine the dude the dude lived one of the hardest lives anybody's probably ever lived <laughs> Like, in reality, it's just so crazy. He's, uh, another kind of truthful, that I'm sure truthful part of the story that's a little interesting to me is Mel is, he introduces Bobby to the rest of the gang that kind of, they do different stuff with. Sometimes they'll get fire, illegal firearms from, or, He'll, tell, he'll let him know about a certain job. Just another group of people within the crime world that they know. And they, were all, they all knew each other from Vietnam. They were all special forces Vietnam vets. And that's where they all developed their heroin addiction was over in Nam. Every one of them. They were able to get their hands on massive amounts of poppy. And poppy plants, and make heroin over, and wherever they were stationed at, and they basically flew it all over Asia, and then brought a bunch of it back to the states, and just lived their life off of it. They made they made bank doing that for a long time, but you know eventually the heroin's gonna run out. the The war ended, and They had to find new ways of attempting to make money. But it wasn't just about making the money anymore because they also had to support their habits. So it was about making the same amount of money that they were making while also having the money to support the uncopious amounts of heroin that they were buying because their addiction was worsening and worsening and worsening. So... I'm telling, you, like I told you guys, now we're now we're almost 11 minutes in, so I feel like if you're still listening, you're you're in for it. But yeah, this isn't necessarily a happy tale. Um, I I'm not gonna give away everything, just in case you guys are interested in reading it. You know, you can do that on your own. But it's it's crazy because it basically yes, as I kind of mentioned earlier. So you'll kind of already know. The book basically just leads up to the first time that Eddie Little, a.k.a. Bobby in the novel, was arrested at the age of 15 with like three or four different ID cards, all with different names from different states with his face on it. Uh, A pretty hefty size amount of heroin. And, like, two illegal, unregistered firearms. (laughs) He overdosed. Uh, The ambulance came to rescue him. And they searched his residence. They found a bunch of crazy crap. And he got locked up. And he was there for weeks. uh, Experiencing withdrawals. Sweating. Sweating. Sweating out all the drugs, not eating, basically withering away to nothing in a jail cell at the age of 15. And they had him in isolation for weeks when he was dealing with all that, but eventually they knocked him back out in the general population. Because, you know, I I think he actually got put in isolation because he fought a guard because he was attempting to get put in isolation. And he, they put him in there. They only left him in for a couple weeks. And they put him back out in general population. And He immediately you know, tried to get messed with by one of the gangs in there. They tried to take his food. So he's like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to fight these guys. And he fought like five different guys. <laughs> Grown men at the age of 15. Just started swinging on everybody. And he kind of gained respect. And didn't get messed with. Uh, From then on, you know, he was just able to kind of chill out and everybody kind of left him alone, but he was so unknowing of the rules of the world (laughs) and like how things were supposed to go because nobody ever taught him anything besides his dad twisting his arm behind his back so he knew how to speak. He didn't get taught anything like he had to figure out the world on his own. He was a street kid at the age of 12, you know, so... He didn't realize that at 15 years old, he should have never been in that prison anyways. He was way too young to ever be there. He should have been in a juvenile institution, obviously, you know? Juvenile center. But once he found that out, because he was, uh, what do you call it? He was like John Doe. He was John Doe in their system because they didn't know his real identity because he had so many different id cards and he wasn't giving them any information because he didn't want to get anybody else in trouble that he didn't realize that he could have got out of there from the first day he was in there because he was too young to be in there and they didn't know that he was too young to be in there because i guess he looked of age and he didn't tell them. so by the time he told him hey man i'm 15 i'm not even supposed to be in here They had to, you know, get him into a juvenile center. But yeah, he's probably one of the few 15-year-olds to pass through the system and spend and survive and kind of thrive a couple weeks in a prison. But if anybody's going to do it, it's going to be a 15-year-old that has lived on the street since he was 12 and had to fight and kill for his life. Like, that's what I mean when Eddie Little is the hard knocks Author of America. I think they call him. Like the modern day outlaw. Of literature. That was like his. Because all of his tales were like that. They were sort of about the. Seedy underbelly of society. And the the stuff you don't get to hear about as much. Because it's so nasty. He sort of found his way out of that pit. And was able to write novels about his times experiencing that lifestyle so it's really really interesting uh unfortunately eddie little only was able to ever put out two different two novels this is the first one once again another day in paradise was his first novel that he wrote and he had one more uh man i forget the name of it now i'm gonna look it up for you guys real quick he was only able to ever release two novels, though. Steel Toes. Steel Toes was the name of his second novel. Another Day in Paradise and Steel Toes. And he was working on a third novel. And he was found dead in a hotel room from a heart attack. Uh, they think that there was probably drug use involved. And in the. uh. In his death. That was probably a contributing factor to the heart attack. Which... I mean... You know, it's obviously sad. And it's obviously... Horrible. But that almost makes this book even a little more special. Because it just... It makes it more raw and more real feeling. You know? To realize, wow, this guy... He never really recovered. He never He never was able to fully get out of that life. And he mentions that at the end of his book that he may not be in that lifestyle anymore at the moment. He may not be a heroin addict. He may not but he may not have that addiction at the given moment, but that doesn't mean he's not an addict. And that doesn't mean there's not a chance that he'll end up right back there. And he brings that up in his novel. And then, you know, dying five years later, found in a motel room from a heart attack, and they're thinking contributing factors of drug use. He just kind of drives that point home and makes everything hit a little bit harder. You realize, wow, this guy... He really had those. He really, really had those issues harder than almost anyone that I've ever read about, ever in my life. So it really, really, really makes this piece of work really special. So if you're into that kind of thing, you just kind of want to learn a little bit more. You feel like, like I said, I just feel like I never, you never get to hear enough about. That side of the world. I know that that's not the side of the world. They necessarily want to present to people. Like that's not what you want to think about. When you think about the world. and Think about. You know your classic. Tale of struggling to make it. But. He was a struggle. He was a struggle to make it himself. And he found a way to. Get his name out there and get known. And kind of get some story out there. Before he was taken too early. So. Eddie Little, Another Day in Paradise. Highly recommend if you're into that kind of thing. Uh, If you're into that drug crime kind of novel or kind of story, it's definitely an entertaining one. It's an interesting one, and it's a true one. So I would certainly check it out if I were you guys. Uh, Once again, this is the Captain the Spotlight book review segment. I hope you guys are enjoying it, and I hope I can continue to do this this time and actually stick to it if you guys have any suggestions or you have things you kind of want me to read or you think that you would like to hear my review on or if you're kind of interested in reading yourself but you kind of want to hear a review on first let me know man uh you can message me message the casting the spotlight page you know do whatever you can to uh, kind of reach out and let us know what you guys want to hear and what you guys want to see from the channel in the coming future because we we're really trying to gain viewers, gain listeners, and do this stuff for you guys. So, Whatever you can do to help us, we would love to do that so we can help you guys. Uh, thank you very much. Thank you for listening. Hope to be back with one of these again soon. And all of you, have a great, great day.